chapter 25. I know that because it's right in the right in the title. Chapter 25. Bonjour amigos. Bienvenidos secret friends. Back at it another week. Fish B's over there on the base. Later he's got questions where today's category is decades. Decades. It's also Taylor Swift's favorite day of the month. And did you see the pictures of her and Travis Kelsey getting hot and heavy in Argentina? America, I am worried about this. We are falling in love with this couple faster than they are falling in love with each other. And it's just not right. This is going to come back and bite us, and we're going to feel foolish when it does. More than that, Mr. Dancing on a Moonbeam here, it's going to happen at precisely the wrong time. At a moment in American history where we're like, fuck, I don't know if we can get any lower than this. This is ugly. Then it's going to happen. Then the news is going to break. Then everyone's going to, phone is going to ping simultaneously. And it will be a race between TMZ, AP, CNN, New York Post, the BBC. Who can break that news first? Probably TMZ. But whenever it happens, it's going to hurt. It's going to be a real kick to the nads. As no one says ever. So, but anyway, happy 13th, Taylor Swift and Swifties. In presidential news, Tim Scott is donezo. Not a surprise since he was never going to be president. Also, at least not this time around, right? Not, uh, not in the cards this year, Tim. Also, Glenn Youngkin is off the table as the savior, the governor of Virginia. So Glenn Youngkin is out, even though he was never in. And we know it's not going to be Chris Christie this time because 70% of the Republican Party fucking hates his guts. So that's going to be a tough one to win. And it's clearly not going to be world's most annoying tech bro, Mr. Ramaswamy. So it's either Dawn, Ron, or Nikki. And Dawn is ferociously ahead, which of course is the wrong adjective, but whatever. Also interesting, Joe Manchin announced that he's not going to run for re-election in the Senate. Joe Manchin is going on a national listening tour. And the only other listening tour I've ever heard of in all my years of following politics was Hillary Clinton, the pride of Chappaqua. She went on a listening tour before she ran for Senate from New York and eventually won that Senate seat. The only other listening tour I've ever heard of. And now Joe Manchin is going on a listening tour. And he's already basically said as much that if it's Joe versus Trump, that Joe Manchin is likely in that race. And last I heard, unfortunately, Biden is still running. Hold on, let me check my phone. Yep. Still running. So we're looking at a ballot where it's not just Joe versus Trump. You're going to have Biden, Trump, Manchin, Jill Stein announced that she's at it again. Cornell West, I think, is going to be on the ballots. And oh, yeah, 
RFK Jr. And there's always a lot of names for president. But usually only two of them are viable. And this is going to be a quirky thing because really, if it's Joe versus Trump versus Manchin, in terms of polling, three of them are viable. Meanwhile, you've got you know, not to be crass, but kind of leech candidates that are, that are just sucking votes from people that might win. Jill Stein, Cornell West, and RFK Jr. God bless them, love them all, wonderful people, great. But in terms of the election, they're just they're just they're just vote leeches. Mansion, Joe, and Trump. And remember, if no one gets 270, 271 in the Electoral College, then the House of Representatives, which always runs smooth as fucking silk. That is a flawless operation they've got going there in the House of Representatives. You want that bunch picking the next president? Because I don't. There's another big story out there. There's this brothel scandal which I find absolutely detestable. Dare I say ferociously detestable. Because in this brothel scandal, high-end shit, supposedly there's names we know, politicians and military members and business executives and government, government contractors. Like, there's going to be names we know from this big sting of this fucking brothel scandal. Amigos, secret friends, there should be no such fucking phrase in English as a brothel scandal. My body, my choice. Your body, your choice. As long as human trafficking isn't fucking involved, that is a victimless Crime, you bunch of fucking Puritans. Whispers of a brothel scandal. No, 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 no. There should be no such thing as a brothel scandal. Sex work is real work. Your body, your choice. This is bullshit. And because it's an illegal vice, it makes it, far more open to human trafficking. The best thing for the human traffickers as this is an off-the-books business. If it was regulated and ran above board, be tremendously safer for everyone involved and we would never have to look at the stupid fucking phrase again, brothel scandal. It's a vice like gambling where we accept that and like alcohol, we accept that those are vices. But we also accept that legislating morality and making those vices illegal make those vices unsafer for everyone. Society is worse when those things are illegal. So is this brothel scandal names we know fishby i'm telling you 
There should be no such thing ever as a brothel scandal. Fishby. Got the questions in hand. Gobble, gobble, turkey sauce. It's me, Fishby. Not to be a negative Nelly here. But once again, gobble, gobble is not the traditional November greeting. It's just, it's, it's just fucking not. And no one in the history of nicknames has been nicknamed Turkey Sauce. You what up, Turkey Sauce? I'm sure someone's been nicknamed Gravy, but Turkey Sauce. Gobble, gobble, Turkey Sauce. It's me, Fish B. And did you have a nice weekend, player? And how many nipples have you lost freezing skin tags or whatever? And then TTMF category, decades. Decades. Did I have a nice weekend? No. No, I didn't. Friday, I got up at the crack of something, because no one knows what time it is. So I'm up at the crack of something, and I have to go and get a bunch of unpleasant injections in my back. That's how it started. There was good football games, both college and pro. But it's not like I did anything, you know, other than read and write and you know my nor- like there was nothing there was no social interaction if that's what you're asking no I didn't no no I didn't talk to anybody fuck no I didn't kids on the phone but that... but if I was going to work and you asked me if I had a nice weekend my answer would be eh. yeah. and how many nipples have I lost <laughs> freezing skin tags or whatever well, zero, you know, but I'm not, I'm not on TikTok, TikTok, but this, uh, this Dr. Scholl's freeze away skin tag remover clinically proven to remove skin tags in as little as one treatment. I mean, it's the same cryotherapy, free, same cryotherapy freezing technology that's used by doctors for the first time available over the counter. See, I had a skin tag under my armpit and then the thing it's it's like a q-tip you're like you, you you stick into this freezing stuff and then you shake let it get colder but like like like, like the swab of it like the q-tip it, it's it's not shaped like a bulb it's more shaped like a triangle and so it's and, it, and you're supposed to put like the very like skinny part on like the bottom of your whatever you're trying to fucking freeze off and so I had like one like kind of near an armpit, so I was trying to get it, but then you're you're down one arm, right? I'm down one fucking arm, and I think uh, I think I'm freezing this thing, right? I'm no doctor. I'm not sure this shit should be available over the counter. This is dangerous. Because of the way the swab is shaped, sure, I was getting what I was trying to freeze off, but I also had it resting on my fucking armpit, like the like like the wide side, like, like the triangle. It's like, and um, I didn't realize that was happening until about 20 seconds too late. And I'm pleased to report that two weeks later, that blister's still going strong. That, um... Yeah, in hindsight, that hurt more than it should. 
But then again, my last name isn't Shoal, is it? I'm no doctor. All right, trivia time. Decades. Decades. I can't wait. Which decade were women finally allowed to legally bowl? (laughs) Is this a trick question? Was there a time when they were not? Which decade were women finally allowed to legally bowl in the United States? Is this a trick question? Fish B says it's not a trick question. Which decade were women finally allowed to legally bowl? I know women were allowed to vote starting starting in 1920. Because I believe the 19th Amendment, like like the legislative part of it started in 1919. So it's easy to remember the 19th Amendment. Before or after, you think? I'm going to say the Roaring Twenties 1.0. I believe it was the 1920s. And yes, Fishby. And yes, Reed. Final answer. I'm two for 12. Am I three for 13? No, I'm fucking not. 1917? You're telling me before 1917 it was it was illegal for women to bowl? Oh, man. 1917, the Women's National Bowling Association was founded. Finally gave women the opportunity to play. Nine-pin bowling is currently illegal in all states except for Texas. Thank you, Texas. <laughs> I don't... Anyone you ever been nine-pin bowling? I certainly haven't. I did have bowling as a class the first time I went to Washington State University. Because there were two times I went, but the first time I had, I had bowling. It was the only class ever, ever. Uh, perfect attendance. Perfect attendance in bowling. I know how to keep score by hand. If if the machines ever go out, I'm very handy in that respect. But I lose again. 1917, daggum. All right, 15 minutes or less. Always by, always by noon. One bite at the apple every Monday through Thursday. Thank you so much for hanging out. On behalf of Fishby and the Podcasting Association of America, say adios, Fishby.